Hello, listeners. This is Keith, the voice of Cabal, and welcome back to another exciting episode of Die by the Sword podcast. Before we get into this episode, I want to give a big shout out to the guys over at Midnight Syndicate. You can check out their music over at MidnightSyndicate.com. And we'd also like to thank Sword Coast Soundscapes for the wonderful ambient sound you hear throughout our podcast. You can check them out at www.youtube.com forward slash Sword Coast Soundscapes. Also, check out our website at DieByTheSwordPodcast.com and get connected with the community by following us at Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Contact us at DieByTheSwordPodcast at gmail.com. And don't forget to leave a great review wherever you listen to us. And now, let's get into this week's episode. happened this uh this past week uh we have a new pet in the house oh you already have like 80 dogs and 70 fish what is just what else do you need well whatever family needs i suppose a toad a toad an actual toad did you name him the wet sprocket (laughs) no she actually named him toby (laughs) so (laughs) toby the toad yeah this is my daughter's toad now she um so my wife and my daughter, they went out of town this past weekend and they they went to this place called, oh gosh, I forget the name of it. Anyway, it's a plant store, basically. They bought all these plants because it's you know pretty cheap because it's out in the country um, when they went, where they went and uh, they got the plants. They set them outside. They were visiting the in-laws, set the plants outside, bring the plants, put them in the car, get back home. I'm unloading these big, you know, plants like palm type things and whatever and in there i have a as soon as i've removed one of the plants i find a toad sitting in the car and i'm like you guys brought a toad back i was like uh guys and so you know they were in houston or outside of houston and it's pretty warm there naturally for the toads to be coming out but here it's still pretty cold it's getting down to the 40s at night and so i was like if we release him i was like he's I don't know if he'll make it. So we bought some bedding. We bought all that kind of stuff and basically created a toad tank. (laughs) Toad tank. Interesting. Um, Well, he has a thumb. He can hitchhike his way back to Houston. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So odd pet, but pretty cool one. What? uh, Have you guys ever had any odd pets? I had a few. Uh, I had a turtle. I had a turtle. Oh, turtles are cool. Yeah. I had a turtle as well. I did not I have a, a turtle. Turtles. <laughs> yeah, I had two turtles. Uh, one was a free range in the house, um, and the other no two two were free range in the house. My third one was not. It was my very first turtle, but it ran away when I was cleaning its cage. It mm-hmm. ran away. It did. <laughs> That's speedy. So funny. You must have been. <laughs> my cleaning wife that. had a similar story for a long time. <laughs> yeah. I wanted to make it spotless. And then it just was gone. <laughs> like ran it, away in the yard? Yeah, yeah. No, I was. I, I put it in a box and I put it outside so it could get some sun. Um, and it tumped the box over and ran away while I was cleaning the cage. Yeah. I don't think he ran away, man. <laughs> <laughs> what, do you think a hawk got him? I think like a raccoon or something. That's Possible. Because like my wife was saying the same thing. She's like, oh, and he ran away. I was like, you had a fence? She's like, yeah. And I was like, 
I don't know, man. <laughs> that sounds pretty suspicious. <laughs> they can dig. They have those big claws on the front. <laughs> no, no. I, I, something else happened. I think there. Mm-hmm. Um, my brother, when we were real little. Okay, so we went fishing, and uh, I caught bigger bait. Horrible, I know. Uh, and my brother actually caught a fish. And you know, he's bringing this thing back in a uh, plastic uh, metal uh, or plastic. Uh, milk jug and he's bringing here and you know we lived by a creek and so he's uh, so said to him and you know he's he's young at the time i said okay so what are you going to do with this when you get it home and he looks at me and says i'm gonna put it in the creek it's gonna be my pet i'm like i'm not sure that's how this is gonna work <laughs> <laughs> so how did it work uh he let it go and it swam away <laughs> as, as well, a fish I mean, would do <laughs> yes it did I mean, not want a collar of any kind. <laughs> if we're going with that logic, then I have a pet possum in the backyard. Yeah. He ate your turtle. <laughs> <laughs> That's possible. Well, with that logic, I've got like 20 pet rabbits. Um, oh, yeah. Good I had pet rabbits. I also had rabbits. I had a roommate who had a rabbit. We raised rabbits when we were when I was really, really young. Yeah, that's but... what uh, I attempted to do, but... Um, these got out of their cage and they just, you know, died. Mm-hmm. I think that a dog got them scared. All of Philip's yeah, my... pets have died. There's a pattern here. What is, what is going on? <laughs> so all yours are immortal or I just, I, I just no, didn't have no. them. <laughs> my, my dogs are, are, are rabbit ranchers. Uh, <laughs> they do, they do like, like ranching uh, rabbits in the backyard. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You know, the, the rabbits were primarily my sister's pets that she took care of, and I had mallard ducks that I raised. And then, oh, that's cool. After they would get old enough, I would take them to the duck pond that we had around the corner and just introduce them to that colony. Hmm. I picture you doing like the what's that movie Fly Away or whatever, where the girl right. builds that little airplane, <laughs> little flies airplane with them. has to fly with them. Yeah, I was yeah. thinking, I was thinking the other thing where like. He, he like tries to set it free and it comes back and he's like, no, go. I hate you. <laughs> yeah, Get out of here. It. Punches Get it right in the here. face. <laughs> I don't, I don't want, want you, you anymore. anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I, I grew up out in the country, so I had lots of weird pets, though. You're not naming the best one. Which one? The raccoon. Oh, yeah. well, the, the raccoon wasn't mine. Uh, my babysitter had... Uh, oh, two raccoons, oh, was yours. but she brought them over. No, when I would go over there to stay, oh, okay, I would, you know, one of the raccoons basically adopted me. His name was Bandit, and of course, he, yeah. he would sit on my head <laughs> watching TV. What? So they're yep. a- actually so cool. domesticated raccoons. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yep. Huh. And one of my friends from school also had a squirrel and she had a monkey. My sister and I both had a horse. Oh, wow. Yeah, my, my dad had horses, and I claimed that they were mine when I was a kid, but I think I only fed them when I was at his house, so I don't I don't count them as an adult. Mm-hmm. And you didn't manage to kill them in any way? Okay. Go, go, no, no, I didn't. Going into that, <laughs> is anybody actually really afraid of horses? No. Uh, I No. Not yeah, really I'll say I kind of am. I'm not going to lie. I, like, I, I don't like being around large animals, like cows even, or horses. Yeah, a ho- I saw a horse uh, 
buck one of my neighbors off and my neighbor like it bucked him straight backwards and he tried to catch himself and i saw his arm snap Ow. as he landed and i've been but, i've been afraid of horses ever since well that's your neighbor's fault well i'm 100 <laughs> yeah i don't know why he was on a horse to begin with i don't want to get up you, there because you ride horses <laughs> heck ride no them. it's so no, scary yeah i love like, riding horses no. yeah. i've got keys in a car uh, i'd ride like one of those little donkeys you know like like one of the, that I'm good with, but like you get, yeah, you get six, six feet up there. Uh, uh-uh, uh, no ma'am. Uh, they're measured in hands, not feet. Whatever. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I gotta say I'm with Keith on this one. I just remember his hand <laughs> into the dirt <laughs> as his arm popped. And I was like, ah! yeah, no, that happened to yeah. my uncle. Yeah. Uh, he, he, he was like, yeah, no, I know how to ride horses. I can ride a horse. Um, and then it took off and, um, his instinct was to hold tighter because it was running. Um, and if you go tighter on a horse, that, that means go run. faster. Yep, they go yeah. faster. Oh, it does. <laughs> yes. 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 <laughs> um, so uh, it was out of control um, and it ran through the barn and he thought he was going to be like, I don't know, uh, Indiana Jones and just grab a rope and then pull himself off and save himself. <laughs> of course you can. Yeah. 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 No, his foot got caught in the stirrup. And- <laughs> What happened to your friend's arm happened to my uncle's leg. Ouch. Oh my god. Ow. Okay. So how do you make a horse stop? You Whoa. Well you pull back. Yeah. Do not well, you said yeah. tighter makes it go faster. Tighter on the legs, you know, like yeah. grabbing oh. holder. Yeah. You're not it, pulling tighter. If you, if you squeeze gotcha, your legs saying. tighter on it, it makes them go faster. But if you pull back on yeah. the reins or whatever you're holding yeah. on to. But don't pull too hard because then it's gonna buck up. Yes. Yeah. But what was great, though, is my neighbor, not only did he break his arm, but he landed in a huge bed of fire ants. Oh, Oh. no. So he was sitting there with a broke arm while also getting stung by fire ants. That's the worst cast ever. He was just yelling and screaming, and we had to, like, drag him out of that fire ant. Oh, it was terrible. How old was he? Uh, He was like a 50-year-old man. How old were oh. you at the time? I was like 12. Oh, <laughs> oh God. That is dramatic. Yeah. So somebody's like, would you like to ride a horse? I'm like, no, thank you. I don't even want to stand near it. Right. Well, just, yeah. I mean, follow the rules of how to, to ride the horse and hold on. Yeah. And you'll be it was, fine. It was just a traumatizing event. <laughs> I, I've, I've fallen off a horse once. I was like, probably about 12 or so it happened but it it wasn't me necessarily that caused the fall the saddle and everything wasn't secured tight enough so as the horse started moving the saddle just started sliding to the side oh they will do that and i I went with it they will they will uh puff themselves out so that you can't tighten it too tight Mm -hmm. and then that happens yep (laughs) why did why didn't you just go underneath and come back on the other side because i don't want to get stepped on no, you just do a little, yeah, do the little circles. Just a little quick loop-de-loop. Yeah, just come back to the top. <laughs> I don't think it works that way. Uh, I've seen it in many cartoons. Right. Because So many cartoons do that. Because gravity works, so you would just stay underneath. Oh. Details, details. Speaking of large animals that I'm kind of scared to be around, horses and cows being them, um, this weekend is my daughter's birthday, and we're supposed to go on a llama walk where apparently you can walk with llamas <laughs> cool watch out they yeah. spit 
that's, that's one thing I'm afraid of, yeah. Are they like, like camels or? Yes. They're in the camel family, yeah. Mm, okay. Llamas, camels, alpacas. And from what I understand, I think you're supposed to get like, you don't ride it or anything, but you get your own llama and they're all supposed to be really nice, supposedly. And like you walk it around this property and like you go through trails and stuff and come back and I'm like, oh, man. <laughs> See, I, I would feel better with doing that with a horse than a llama. <laughs> At least it's not an ostrich. That's I, <laughs> those, I told you before. those things are exactly. mean. They, yeah, they <laughs> they're dinosaurs. They are. Yeah. I think I mentioned on the show how like emus that my dog chased an emu through a tornado. I think yes, but not with this cast. Was it say, wait, what? Different cast? Yeah. Uh, no, we talked about ostriches before, but that was my fear, not. <laughs> this this is this sounds great <laughs> so uh i think it was like my it was sometime in high school i don't remember what year it was uh but storm was rolling in we were watching it so we had the front door open we just had the screen uh closed and this tornado starts coming through and it apparently hits the emu farm that we had down the road and so the fences were down and the next thing we know this emu just starts running down the road my dog sees it, jumps through the screen door, and chases after the emu. Biggest chicken he ever saw. Yep, pretty much. <laughs> and so I open the door, run out, and chase after my dog. What? And a tornado chases after you. And a tornado chased after us. Yeah. <laughs> what, what were you feeding your dog that he could jump to a screen? Screens <laughs> aren't that tough for a dog to get through. I've never seen a dog just full-blown just run through a screen. Ooh. Has like a has like an imprint of the dog. <laughs> Our, <laughs> actually, <laughs> Our dog did that once when we were camping. The first time we ever took him camping, and it was night, and I, he heard something out, and he just boom right through the the tent screen. Oh my god! And uh, had to go look for him at like midnight, which was fun. <laughs> but I picture your dog just like like a cartoon where he sees like a giant like cooked chicken running down the road. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's probably what it was. I'm going to get that. <laughs> I think eventually the emu realized the dog was chasing him. So the emu took a sharp turn and jumped over a fence. And so my dog went under the fence because it was barbed wire. And so I had to figure out my way through the barbed wire fence and then chase them back into this, you know, wooded area until eventually I, I guess my dog just ran out of gas or lost interest or something. Cause he just stopped good so i was able to catch up to him but that's funny but like so scary at the time probably because that emu could you know <laughs> would not be good for the dog if oh yeah caught up to him <laughs> but i didn't realize that the tornado was there uh until i got back and saw the damage from the tornado's path I'm like oh that was fun ninja tornado yeah <laughs> <laughs> Or a scene from Wizard of Oz with an emu, a dog, and Gary swimming. Did I have any other weird uh, pets, though, growing up? Keith, have you only had dogs? Yeah. I, I mean, we grew up on a farm, so we had you know horses and cows and stuff like that. So I don't consider that weird. But um, one thing I always really wanted was a ferret. I had two oh, yeah. we had ferrets. Yeah. You had two ferrets? Okay. Yep. I just I see people playing with them and like videos of them and they look so cool. Yeah. What's great about Are them? Are they smelly like people say? 
for their smell. Eh, they have a smell. They do have they do have a scent. You can have them descented, but I think that's cruel. Um, yeah. As long as you stay on top of cleaning their cage, then mm-hmm. it's not so bad. So it's just like a cat then, right? Just if you're just on top of cleaning up their stuff. I mean, they, they have a natural musk to them oh, as it well, is. Yeah. But and yeah, this cat will get into everything. So watch your furniture. Yeah. Watch your like game controllers. Yeah. Well, I heard I heard they hide stuff. They oh, like yeah. take your stuff and hide it. <laughs> they do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Did you get him to steal stuff for you? Like take him to the jewelry store? Like <laughs> <laughs> My ferret would never steal your brooch. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> no. If so, I'd, I'd, I, if that ever happened, I would just say, I would. My fair would never steal anything that ugly. <laughs> <laughs> Turn it right around on him. My ferret has fantastic <laughs> taste. How dare you? Yeah. But ferrets are fun because they're self-sufficient like a cat, mm-hmm. but playful like a dog, and they do that oh. little war dance, which is really fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, so who remembers what happened last week? We beat up a bone army. <laughs> we had a bone to pick with them. Bone something, arrow. Something threw us a bone. <laughs> oh, bone zone. <laughs> <laughs> we fought our way through the bone, the bone zone. zone. Did you make it to the bone throne? <laughs> uh, so, yeah, you we win. It's a bone <laughs> So you approached the town square where the army of the undead was amassing. Uh, you took out 48 skeletons and two whispering way cultists. So on these whispering way cultists, uh huh. Wh- what, what do they got? They got anything good? Uh, it's mostly stuff that you guys have kind of passed on before, but each of them does have a pearl of power. Ooh, someone needs those. what level their first level pearls of power. And what does that do? I mean, for the it listeners, call first. Uh, <laughs> it lets you recall a first level spell. Oh, uh, so that might be good for uh, Cabal or Carrie. Do you have any cure uh, spells on first level? I have cure light wounds. I'm going to give those to you so that you can recall those. Okay. So you get two pearls of power. Nice. Uh, also, going through their inventory list, uh, the other stuff is plus. Plus one breastplate, plus one scythe, uh, some silver dust, some onyxes, uh, unholy symbols, spell component pouches, and unholy water, and a potion of cure serious wounds. Ooh, ooh, take definitely that. need that. And the onyxes are worth something. Yes. Well, and the silver dust should be worth something, even if it just keeps werewolves at bay. Yeah, it would also, I mean, if we could consecrate stuff, that'd be great for that. Um, Can we do consecrate? Because that's the next thing that Chaubert's going to want to do is look for that family. Oh, you know what? Um, Dwarfy could. uh, Kim Cobal. I don't think so. Uh, So you're saying Dwarfy is still better? (gasps) (laughs) Different. I would say different. (laughs) (laughs) We'll go with different. (laughs) But, I mean, it's worth something. So is the Onyx. How much is Onyx worth? Uh, The Onyx is worth 450 gold pieces. Combined or a piece? Uh, There's several of them. 
and each one has a 450 gold pieces worth. Ooh. Uh, and each of them has silver dust worth 25 gold pieces each. But remember, if, if you sell these things, they're worth half that. Well, still, 200 and, I don't know, 25? Yep. Mm-hmm. That's, that's good. Um, I'll buy a bunch of Cure Light Wound Potions. Um, I was going to ask. Cabal does want a pretty necklace, though. I don't know. You could make a pretty yeah. necklace. And you got all these pearls. Heck yeah, bro. Want pearl a pearl necklace, necklace Cabal? <laughs> Heck yeah! <laughs> <laughs> it's probably going to have ivy leaves on it. Because of dwarfing. Oh, the 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 scythe. The the scythe. Can you use the scythe, Chaubert? No. Can't. I don't think so. It's not a simple weapon, is it? I don't know. I don't have the I'm weapons list in front of me. I don't have that memorized. Come on, man. Do you know how much shit I have to memorize? <laughs> <laughs> Everything. Oh uh, no, it is a martial weapon. Yeah. Said so a scythe and what was his weapon? They they both had scythes. Ah, okay. Both plus one? Yes. I guess convert that to gold. So it gets the Pearl of Power, the Potions, the Onyx, and the magic stuff will take. Just throw it in the bag of holding. Mm. How big is our bag of holding? You got the Type 2, I believe. Yeah, so we got room. So you don't want the broken scimitars and stuff from the undead army? No. But is anybody from this undead army, do we know if they're from the candle shop? Uh, give me a perception check. 21 for Chaubert. It's better than my 18. Um, we'll go with it. You, looking at the undead army, you don't see anyone that would fit the description of the people you saw. Is there any other place that Chaubert see, thinks he could look? Or I mean, there, there's still, you can tell there are, from the like trenches that have been dug through, uh, there are still bones kind of in the trenches but haven't been animated yet Mm -hmm. so you could look through the corpses and stuff there dirty work but I think uh, yeah Chaubert's gonna go take a look and see if he sees anything in the trenches okay ah that's worse that's uh, 18 so Cabal Cabal will go over there with him to try to find try to help we'll all that's a 24 okay yeah I didn't help um, how much time are you wanting to take with looking? Because you could essentially take a 20 and spend ample amount of time yeah, looking. Yeah, I think but... we'll we'll do that because we know what's up there, and I think we're just kind of avoiding it. Like, you know, when you have a task to do, but, oh, wait, this needs to be cleaned up real quick. <laughs> or I need to, you know, this is a procrastination uh, thing. Right, an, an ADHD kind of thing. Yeah. Yes, we'll come back to it. <laughs> These bones ain't going nowhere. <laughs> all right, so you all take some time. Chaubert describes what these people looked like, like what they were wearing, who you would be looking for. And eventually, Chaubert is actually able to spot like the tattered remains of some of the clothing that the candle maker was wearing in the memory that he saw. So you guys go over there and it's you're, you're able to find her body there uh, and next to her are the remains of two children as well. Oh man, we beat up children? Well, no, they hadn't got animated yet. Oh, okay, I'm sorry. 
so that's a plus for Chaubert. He's, he's guys, come here. I, I, I have good and bad news. I, I, I found them. They're, they're here, and I, let's, let's put them to rest. Where, where should we put them to rest? Here in this field, or closer to home? I think maybe we should go a little closer to home. If we fail our task, I don't want them to be part of the reanimated dead. Um, <laughs> for a second, uh, do we know anything about the haunts? Like, if putting them to rest could help, but do we have to do it in a specific way, or is that above our knowledge and would be Dwarfy's expertise? Uh, it would well, be a knowledge religion. Ka- I think Cabal can do it. He's a he's a religious man. That's a 21 for knowing how to do it. Okay, I have a plus a- five in religion. Let me give it a shot. 24. I got tw- hmm. 25. All right. Hey, there we go. So between the three of you, uh, you are able to to know that giving them a proper burial will end the haunt. And you're not sure what religion necessarily that they followed, but just the fact of giving them a holy burial of some sort will be sufficient enough to stop them from rising. Well, let's go bury this family. Let's do it. Let's do it. Jinx. Diego will gladly help. So, okay, we go, and then... Yeah, so Cabal does his... Say, yeah, little... Cabal will do a ritual, and do a little prayer for them as we bury them. Okay. Cabal does a ritual, says some words of Phrasma, casts a blessing on them. Has anybody had anything they want to say to of the family? No, but I just start seeing Candle in the Wind by Elton John. <laughs> You're my boy, Blue. <laughs> I, I went with the little Sebastian version of... <laughs> 10,000 candles mm. in the wind. So Chabert, he wants to... He's just going to say, I didn't know you and I, I didn't I didn't know your life and I didn't know you much, but I did feel your pain and for that I'm glad I get to put you to rest and it's the least it's the least I could do in this this whole messed up situation that we all find ourselves in and I just want to thank you guys for for entertaining this and helping me out with this this is this means a lot to me guys and I still will not rest until we've killed this man that did this to them so who who wants to poke their head into the candle shop to see if it works <laughs> Bear does not. He's gonna trust it works. <laughs> I think we'll go on faith. Yeah. Cabal's like I did. I did a great job. I think. I think. I think we're good. I think we're fine. Dwarfy would have checked. <laughs> I saw what happened to so, Bear. I don't want any any part of that. <laughs> I I kind of want to check to see if there's anything cool in there. I mean, is that a waste of time? No, I don't think so. And it, I mean, it'd be good to check to see if it, as long as you have a good will save. Like my Chaubert is does not have a very strong will, and that's why I failed. I think I have a, a decent one. So I guess we huddle up, slowly creak the door open, uh-huh. and I'll tiptoe in. Okay. And then another step. May all while looking around. Make a will save. No, just kidding. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, things are fine. You don't hear the the sounds of the 
the soldiers marching up. You don't see the working candle shop. Uh, you see this place is kind of dusty and uh, decrepit with the cauldrons kind of tilted to the side and the candles kind of raggedy hanging around the, the room. There's nothing really exciting to see in this room. Mm-mm. Nothing exciting to take No, either. not unless you want some old candles and copper kettles and stuff. This one smells like rose hips. <laughs> Chaubert's actually mm. going to take one of the candles as a memento, and uh, he's going to find just the best candle that he can find, and he's going to leave in its place just a gold piece. Okay. And before we go, um, I think we should discuss what we're going to do. Yes. Because we've we've cleared out all of the undead. I'm sure... Do we know who it is up there? Yes. You don't know who is his it? name, but you know there's somebody up there. Or unless yeah. I don't, yeah. I don't sh- remember if they've anybody's mentioned his name yet or not. Actually, right, right. It wasn't. He didn't have any, his minions didn't have business cards or right. anything. I'm sure whatever has taken over this town is up in that tower, and I want to make sure that we're all prepared before we go up there because I think that after fighting that army, we may get a. A false sense of security that that was a little too easy. Speak for yourself. I've sustained many wounds in that battle. I, I don't know if I'll... Oh, that's true. You you did almost die. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I don't know if we could ever be truly ready for this battle, but... You, I don't... We can't shy away from it either. No, we can't. No, it is something that we are going to have to do. But should we do it now or wait till later? I must press on. They're going to raise more dead. Yes, I, I think Diego's right. Before they can make another move, we should strike. It, but this burial had to be done now, and, and I, I didn't even want to waste time doing that, but or I didn't want to tarry and, and, and delay us in doing that, but I felt that needed to be done. Well, I guess let's move on. Are y'all just playing grab ass on the map? <laughs> yeah, something like that. <laughs> uh, trying to pull my tail. <laughs> She's alive. <laughs> she got reanimated. That's Agatha all along. All right. So, what is your plan? Uh, storm kick the down castle. the door and wreck shop. Yeah, storm the castle. Gotta... Yeah, storm on in. Nope. Have fun storming the castle. What, what time of day is what time of day is it right now? Um, I feel like you guys fought the army of the undead during the morning, and then yeah, we took a lot of time to find the body and do the burial and all of that. So it's probably late afternoon, early evening by now. Okay. So should we should we strike by moonlight? The only problem with that, and I don't think that we can avoid the moon, but since we are dealing with werewolves, do you think it would make them stronger? It seems like most of the werewolves we faced, it hasn't made much of a difference being in the night or the day. Or, so I feel like if we... We don't want to give them much more time to plan for us. No. You're, you're, you're right. Let's Let's use the cover of darkness... To get to the tower. And then fight on, I guess. 
Who who has the card for the night? I do. Okay. The eclipse. Yeah. Just in case we need that. I think that I'm I'm we're gonna before we kick the door in, we'll use it. Okay. Um and and it is uh the eclipse card, which is plus twenty uh spell resistance, plus twenty five at night. Mm-hmm. Uh it's a group power. Uh how long does it last? Let me look at it. One encounter. Up. All night. All night long. It says it lasts one encounter. Yeah. All okay, night so long. so that's All definitely night. not something we want to use when we bust down the door. All night. <laughs> All night. <laughs> it's we can't delay any longer. To the tower, Jeeves. Storm the castle. To the tower. Storm the castle. <laughs> to the tower of London. No. Yeah, I feel like this whole episode we we bantered extra. We laughed a little extra. It's like. The gallows humor right before we go. Yeah, because we grinder. are. Yeah, that's where we're headed. Because yeah. yeah, right before the power word kill happens. <laughs> All right. So, as you start making your way toward the tower, we're actually taking back many years ago to the time of the Great War that destroyed Feldgrau and left it a barren wasteland riddled with the corpses of thousands. We see an eight-year-old boy watching as Count Nesca's troops slaughter his family and salt their fields. He buries himself beneath the corpses of his fallen family members in hopes of surviving. When the troops return, looking for survivors, the boy hides in the muddy trenches of the furrows until they are gone. The boy is abandoned. For years, he lives as an orphan, scavenging what he could find from the corpses and fighting the rats to find food. He speaks to the bones of the slain soldiers to pass the time until one day, the bones begin to speak back. He listens and heeds the whispers of vengeance he hears from these corpses. He ventures out and eventually lurks beneath the by-road bridges or in the trenches, laying traps to topple passing horses. When their riders would fall, he would slit their throats and take their possessions. At first, he buries the bodies alongside his ken, but when food becomes scarce, he eats his victims instead. Each day, the whispers of the dead grow louder and louder until one day, rider comes, halting her steed just moments before the young man is set to strike. The rider is a gray-skinned and withered woman looking like a corpse. She commands him to come out from hiding and face her judgment. Arin Vrood, the rider says. The spirits of this place have told me about you. Worry not, for you have a greater role to play. Vrood accompanies the rider, and the pair head to the county of Verlich, and on to the ominous town of Renchurch. There, Vrood takes up the study of necromancy and studies under his ghoulish savior, who he only knows as Yerasa Nine Eyes. After completing his training, Vrood seeks out knowledge of the transformation from life into undeath. He wants to go beyond the pitiful and helpless spirits that haunted his homeland. In Caliphas, Vrood meets an ambitious and brilliant practitioner of necromancy named 
Adivian Adrescent. Seeing Vrood's natural talent, Adivian offered him an apprenticeship and a position of command in the Cult of the Whispering Way. Adivian tasks Vrood and his troops with one task. Gather and prepare the pieces needed for the Carrion Crown. His task has taken him from Ravengrow to Lepestad, the Shutterwood, and now here to Feldgrau. Are you too late? Has he gathered all the necessary ingredients? We're hoping he hasn't. <laughs> yeah, Chabert's going to feel really bad if the burying the family <laughs> cost them the... We needed their finger bones! <laughs> Damn it, if I'd only known. That was a good, good story. Gives you a little bit of yeah. backstory on who it is you're going to see. Uh, at this point of the night, it's just Flim Flam meeting Shim Sham, but it was still a good story. <laughs> Dibs on Flim Flam. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Did you... Where'd you drop down the dice tower? <laughs> Did John have some Flim Flam? Dixie. <laughs> <laughs> My drink exploded. <laughs> no. Uh-oh. Do you need a minute? Hold, please. Okay. <laughs> I'll be right back. <laughs> Pausing for a drink explosion. Okay, I'm back. Okay. Do you have an explosion in your pants? <laughs> no, all over my keyboard. Oh. Oh, come on, John. Uh. <laughs> it was a spooky ghost. A spooky ghost. <laughs> Trust me. It's ectoplasm everywhere. <laughs> he slimed me. You slimed you. Um. It was a ghost that slimed me. I wasn't here. <laughs> All right, Randy Marsh. Uh, so which map are we going to get? I guess I can put the map. And also, Diego needs to be smaller. Yeah. Diego's shrinking. Also, I think that Diego was large when we um, buried the people, and he used his big old paws to dig a hole. <laughs> Very fast. <sighs> well, as you guys approach the tower, you see that overlooking the town square stands the battered remnants of what must have once been a very impressive tower. Now only the tower's ground floor and half of its second floor still stand. Catapult balls still lie scattered around the piles of broken stone and masonry at the tower's base. Of the top of the tower, only a jagged crest of stone remains. The tower's roof has been ripped off and much of the rear portion lies buried in rubble. Remarkably, a pair of massive stone doors still hangs with the, within the entrance of the tower's battered facade. All right, what well, do you do? I guess we should get those doors open. I don't think there's going to be a quiet way to open them, huh, guys? I don't think so either. As Renly steps on the first step, he's going to switch over to carry the one. Just like that scene in, in the first Avengers when he did that shapeshift. <laughs> Chaubert's going to pause on the steps and look at you guys, and if I don't make it, it's it's been an honor fighting with, by your side, everyone. Let's let's do this. We all touch rings. <laughs> Are you still fire, Gary? Because <laughs> 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 I think you need a shot. <laughs> 
<laughs> so, do you guys approach the stone doors? Yeah, we're uh, we're approaching, and what song plays underneath us? What's a badass like about to kick some ass song? Thunder. There we go. Hello, <laughs> Dolly. <laughs> Dolly. Oh, I, I think he was going more for "Is it me you're looking for?" No, but... I know. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Dolly. That's an interesting choice. <laughs> well, hello, Dolly. <laughs> Satchmo? No, it's Louis Ed Louis Anderson. <laughs> Louis, Louis Armstrong. <laughs> that's what they call him. Though, Satchmo, I think that's right? a different voice. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Louis Anderson would be <laughs> very and very different. Uh, yeah. So as you guys get up to these uh, these heavy stone doors, you do realize that these doors are barred from the inside. Oh, okay. So lock picking is not going to help. Maybe. Yeah, no, let's... We, sh- we probably shouldn't knock, right? No, let's do a perimeter sweep. Let's go around the tower, yeah. see if there's any weak points. Uh, I will tell you, there, we're gonna stay there's, together. there's really not. So it's just this door that's just locked? Just this door that's locked. You just got to figure out how to get in. All right, let's go home. I'm done. <laughs> All right, well, we tried. <laughs> All <laughs> right. Good podcast, y'all. We'll, uh, <laughs> it's, it's a pleasure playing with you guys. <laughs> okay. Um. So does I don't do I see a way to to disarm it or I know for sure it's barred from the inside and there's no hope for me to you know it's barred from the inside you could potentially try to put something through the door to try to lift the bar um, it would be heavy though or you could try to break in the door alright there's no open windows up top no it goes from the floor to the very top of the tower yes for now okay on the for window. now. <laughs> to the wall. To the wall. <laughs> all right. Um, all right, Diego, it... you want to turn big and, like, just run through these doors or what? Uh, do you want me to try? Because uh, if I do that, I will. You, how about we just try it uh, without you turning big? Because you're the strongest out of all of us, I think, right? Just regular uh, strength? Regular strength, I'm a 16. Yeah. Me too. And then... Okay, so Philip could aid and then try breaking it down. Let's give it a shot. Uh, because if I, it's going to cost me key points, and if we do it, I can only do it yeah. one more, and I'm done. Right. Oh, yeah. Save it for the big bad. All right. So you guys just trying to hit this door and break it in? Yep. Okay. Indeed. Roll your attacks. Uh, this is just normal strength? Attack. Uh, yeah, a strength-based attack. Uh, my unarmed strength would be a strength-based attack, yeah. right? So you're basically trying to punch through the door. Do I roll an aid or a strength-based attack? Uh, if you aid him, it would boost. I mean, you'd still roll a strength-based attack if you want to aid him. It would just add mm-hmm. a bonus to his attack. Can he get aid from more than one of us? Yes, everybody yeah. can aid if they want. Oh, okay. but, but it's just plus two, right? Yeah, each success is plus two. But you you only oh, you only it. have to roll above a ten to succeed. Okay, so we're all gonna help Diego. Yep. Yeah. We've all got him by the hips, pushing him through. <laughs> it's, it's like a human centipede. Like battering ram. <laughs> battering ram. <laughs> it's a human centipede. 
centipede. That's a that's a different podcast. <laughs> oh no! Oh, I did not aid. I got a uh, okay. I got a nineteen on that. Plus three or nineteen total. Nineteen total. I'm not not with your add. I I added. Uh, also, uh, Jaber, you need to add your strength modifier to it. Yeah, that'd be a nine. <laughs> then no. I rolled a twenty-one. Yeah. So Diego and myself. Uh, uh, I'm sorry. Cabal, carry, aid. Okay. I can't talk so anymore. <laughs> that's a plus two to that? For, for each 19? one. So, so four, yeah. plus four. So, oh, so plus 23. So, okay. Uh, that is not enough to break the door. I didn't think it would be. Hey. We needed at least a 25. Sorry, let's do guys. it again. Yeah, let's do it again. Let's hit it. Hit it one more time. Okay. Let's call these monsters right to us. Let's do it. I ain't afraid of no ghost. Is that better? better. 21. 21. And then I do aid. I do aid as well. I do not. I'm rolling like garbage tonight. So. I, yeah. So it's one more than it was before. Well, it's two more. Yeah. Uh, but still not enough. What is the DC gonna... on this damn door? All right, so should we try it's a number the... that John has hit before? To lift before. It? <laughs> How about okay? May, this might be the point where I use the potion of bull strength. Well, no, hold on, no. <laughs> I think let's try the other lifting the thing with the through the door. That might be a little easier. Um, so one quick question: use... I, I the hag card. What does that give me? The what card? The, what the hag hero card? What suit is it? The the mute hag, that won't go into effect until the final boss fight. That's when yours will trigger oh. for that. So the only other one I've got is the um, potion of bull strength or big sky. So I can use the lost, I guess, to see if there's a secret way in. But I think that's going to be a uh, waste mm. of this card. Yeah, I think so too. Let's just I, use this a sword to try to. Will a sword fit through it? A sword would probably fit through. What about a plus one scythe? <laughs> scythe would be longer. I was say, let's use one of the long swords that we captured, because I don't want to break mine. So let's use one of the long swords that we have in our out of the bag of holding. Try to finagle it through. If I used a... mage hand, would that help with anything? Would it give me a plus three on an aid? Oh, couldn't the mage hand just go inside and like lift the bar? It has to be less than five pounds. Yeah. I don't think yeah. a bar that bars a door is less than five pounds. Yeah, a little mage hand's always a little bitch. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a strong hand. That's right. You want <laughs> take my strong hand? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh. Yeah, you always want to do cool stuff with mage hand, but you can. Yeah, <laughs> it's not that cool. I mean, if anyone was mage hands for carrying your purse, you can just do the stranger on yourself, and that's about it. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> Oh, you know what? Okay. Chaubert's gonna... Wait. Hmm. Wait, have you been a ghost this whole time? <laughs> yeah. He's <laughs> Bruce Willis. enough times. <laughs> Came close to dying enough times. Plot um, twist! If I, if I drink a potion, do I have to wait for its effects to wear off, or can I make it stop? So I have well, a potion okay. of gas form that we picked up a long time mm-hmm. ago. Oh. And so if I drink that, I can get through the crack lift the bar 
but then I don't want to be a gas fart for the whole <laughs> bike, basically. How long does the potion last? Yeah, that's what I, yeah, I, that's what I don't know. And if I can just turn it off myself, if I can be like, I don't want to be gas anymore. Well, the other thing, we also know that Big Sky and Potion of Bull Strength don't stack, so I could use one now. One hour. Oof. Or until you end the effect as a bonus action. Oh, okay. But, but wait, do you have to have, uh, do you have to be a spellcaster to do that? To use a potion? To drink the potion? No. To, to to cut a potion, to stop it. Because you drink... You don't have magic, you're drinking magic. You can't cut it off because you don't have magic. Right? I don't know, I feel but like that'd be weird if I couldn't, but... When you drink the potion, it gives you that magic for the duration oh, of yeah. it. For, well, actually, it says here, two minutes a level. So, yeah. We could we could chill for two minutes. Oh, it's two minutes per level, then it's going to be the... A potion is the lowest level. So even if I couldn't cut it off... We could just wait two minutes. You're back in two minutes, yeah. But so can I cut it off or not? Though that's the one thing I'm curious about. Uh, I feel like you, you might be right with the. It makes you magical, so you'd have control over the magic that you're using. Yeah. I think you should be able to, because it essentially functions as the spell. I'm gonna say that you can because it's a, the spell is dispellable because you can end okay. the effect whenever you want. It's just as opposed to the spell where you'd be able to cast it again once you dispel it, you can't do it again unless you take another potion right so what do you guys think should i just take this potion to gas form and slide on through yeah right. see what happens so glub 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 okay and then i can't lift it while i'm gas though can no. i you cannot okay yeah so then i will take <laughs> an assessment of the surroundings real quick and then turn back into or what do i see basically first once you are inside you see a foyer that is in relatively good shape. The walls of the entrance hallway display several stone sundials. You see a doorway to the southwest that opens to another room. And you see that this chamber basically goes up around the corner as well. Because okay. you don't see any creatures in here and you don't hear anything. Okay, good. Alright, that's what I was looking out for. Make sure we didn't raise too many alarms. So I'm going to quietly try to lift the bar yeah i'm gonna turn back into my my non-fart form <laughs> and lift the bar and let these guys okay. in okay give me a strength check oh all right <laughs> oh, jesus christ uh natural one and uh so that's a two um so it doesn't budge so still not feeling totally corporeal i suppose uh so what can i can i make another strength check or what can i do uh yeah you can make another strength check they can try to aid you by doing the whole sword through the, the door thing or oh yeah so I'll, I'll do that I'll take my sword and slide it through the door and then we have lift we can lift from both sides so you're having them grab what? the pointy end of the sword uh we'll wrap up that sword and yeah no that's it. that's exactly what I was saying is we should we can put blankets and bed rolls over it so it doesn't cut why did we let the weak one go in with the gas? <laughs> this is a great question. <laughs> John should have drank that and went through. But we were, yeah, is that what we're it. saying? Hey, but we're gonna make it we're gonna make it work, but next time let's think about the <laughs> <laughs> if, Well we didn't know we had to do a strength check. We thought we could just lift it, you know, lift it's the a heavy bar. ass bar. Yeah, I just thought it'd be we want to uh, let you just do that without making a strength check. Yes. <laughs> Especially when you roll a one. Come on. <laughs> So we're wrapping up the sword. 
Yep. And I will assist. All right. So wrap it up. I assist. I got a 22. I got a 16. I got a 17. I got a 15. All right. So everybody aids. Uh, So that's 22 total? I think so. I lost count of what it would be. Um, (laughs) Does he get advantage because he's on the other side of the door? (laughs) I figure from that you're... (laughs) You'll be able to to lift it with a twenty twenty two. Yeah, you're you're able to lift the bar and open the door. Welcome to my humble abode. <laughs> and then there's another door right beside you that's locked as well. <laughs> no, damn it! Barred from the inside Flipping as well. Goddamn funhouse. <laughs> we'll go inside. I mean, technically, Showbear is still home. Showbear still outside. <laughs> yeah, he's he's been in that field forever. Oh, yeah. It was actually his soul that was going through the door and opening it. <laughs> leaving he, his body. He never drank the gaseous form at all. It was all astral projection. <laughs> all right. So we do see that door that's beside us, right? You do. Let me guess. It's locked? It is. Oh. Is it the same lock or is it a different lock? It's a lock? different lock. Is it a pickable lock? It might be. Oh, is it a trash pickable lock? I don't know. Roll of perception. It might be. 17. Nope. 27. I I do not see You do not see any traps. All right. Well, I'm going to go ahead and try to uh, disable device. Okay. And that is a 24. 24. You are able to unlock this door. Yay. Woohoo. Right. The easy way, finally. <laughs> You'd think, but now I'm afraid of traps everywhere. Welcome to my humble... Up- well, I used that one already. Let's just go. <laughs> <laughs> Push on through. Let's go inside. What do we All see? Right. All, right. All right, trap finder, you take the lead. Yeah, so I'm just going to walk at half pace and... Uh, check for traps as we go along all right so you continue through looking for traps you don't see anything too crazy throughout here it's more of the same you know walls covered in sundials um you can tell that as you make your way through here it looks like the whispering way has been using this as kind of like a camp so you see some of like you know bedrolls and stuff like that laid out here but you don't see anybody all right, well, let's keep on keeping on. Okay. So you keep on walking around, yep. going all the way to the north side of the building. Yeah. Around here, you can see where a door would have been, but it's kind of collapsed in over here. This is that back area where, like, the cannonballs have gone through. Okay. And you know that this chamber basically just goes around the entire building. But you can go into the next chamber by going through this area where the door has fallen through. Let's do that. Wait, where's the entrance? Basically where you're standing. Alright, well then let's... I guess this is uh, difficult terrain right here? Yes. Cool. Alright, so I'm going to keep moving at half speed and just checking us out as we keep going along. Okay. So we're going to head south in the building. Mm -hmm. So you enter and... Let's go down south. Into this next level... um, here you see that most of the floor above this central area of the tower room has collapsed, leaving this room exposed to the sky above. You do see, as you continue walking around, another doorway. 
And in the northwest corner of this level, you see basically like a tent set up inside. A tent? Mm -hmm. Oh. That seems odd. Want to go inspect it? See if there's any trappy traps there? Well, I mean, yes. Please do. Let's do it. So we'll go through the tent, inspect it, and that is a 16. 16. Yeah. uh, I got, like, yeah, way less for my uh, perception. Okay. Cabal got a 29 for... 29. There we go. Cabal sees in the future. (laughs) (laughs) So in here, you find tables set up that basically look like vivisection tables. Uh. It looks like whoever has been staying in here has basically been using this to do like vivisections on different bodies and werewolves and some of the cultists. As Cabal looks around the room, he also finds a locked chest. Ooh. <laughs> Someone needs to pick that lock. Someone needs to check for traps. Yeah. So Chaubert's going to turn to Cabal and be like, Suga, will you help me check this for traps? (laughs) So he's going to check, and he gets a 24. So Cabal, you want to take a look, too? Just to be double sure? So would that be perception from my end? Yes. Mm -hmm. Okay. That's a 24. 24. Uh, You do not see any traps. Pick it. All right. You got to pick it before you stick it. (laughs) Pick it real good. (laughs) Kind of shakes his hands out and gets ready. That is a 27. That is not enough to open the chest. (gasps) Damn. Well, we're still taking it. Wait, how big is the chest? I mean, it's chest size. We'll see when... (laughs) It's a B cup. So Dolly Parton? Are we saying Dolly Parton? Or yeah. Is saying... is it like a little jewelry box? Is it like a, a steamer trunk? What What are you talking about? Chest? Is it an armoire? It, it's a It's a chest. Right, but chests come in lots of sizes. It It's like a, a storage chest. So it's a Foot Locker. Basically, yeah. So, so yeah, we, we're dragging this Foot Locker with us. So, so we it'll can fit get it open. into a bag of holding. No. It would. I'm going to say I should. And once I recover my dex points, I should actually probably be able to open it because I'm taking a pretty good penalty right now not having dex. We didn't fix your dex? We we fixed it two points, but I was down four, and it would have, it would have taken another night's rest to get it back the other two. Huh. Uh-huh. Plus I'm down the level, so that's uh, another skill point that I don't have in it. Hmm. So I think... So how many days now are we closer to... Uh you turn into a werewolf yeah i was meaning to figure that out because it's got to be pretty close it's not here yet but uh i keep noting every time we sleep and i haven't noted what day it is so i just need to go back through my notes and figure out exactly where we're at on that it should be it has not been 20 28 days or whatever i know last time we went through and checked you had about 12 days left and i know you've slept several times since then yeah so i think we probably only have like five days maybe something like that and like tonight's a night, so. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay, so you aren't able. To... You're starting to get. Okay, go ahead. Yeah. Starting to get a little hairy. <laughs> well, as I was gonna say, he's starting to get like a unibrow, starting to grow <laughs> a little nose, nose hairs, looking real yeah. thick. His nails are a little uh, too long. Uh huh. It's like I'm hitting wolf puberty. 
His voice oh, no. is cracking. <laughs> I, I broke out in wolf. But instead of like high pitch, it kind of goes into an hour. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't know, Suka. <laughs> I was about to say, what do you guys think? <laughs> ah. So yes, you are not able to open the chest. It's a little. This is a really good lock. How many times can I try before I can't try any longer? Can um, you take 20 on it? <laughs> take th- 10 on it? I mean, you could take 20 on it. Since it's gonna take you can't tell time. it's trapped, it would take you an hour or so to sit there trying it over and over. If you do that. It's like, I feel like I could figure this out eventually, but I don't think we have the time right now. But what if there's but what if there's presents in there for all of us? That's a good point. Let me, let's figure this out then. Watch that door. <laughs> so we watch the door for an hour. Um, <laughs> can we just try breaking the chest? You could. Oh, smashy, smashy. Well, let me give it one more try then. Uh, if you're going to, if that's what you want to do, let me give it one more. Give it one more try. Otherwise I'll try smashing it. So my thought is there's hearts in there. Pieces of heart. Um, nah, it's worse. Smash it time. Who wants to smash it? Go on, 16. I rolled a one. (laughs) (laughs) He drops it on his toe. (laughs) This chest was not meant to get into. You you think it's a wooden chest, but it's actually a metal chest that you go to punch, and you slam (laughs) your hand into metal. (laughs) Ah, that hurts. Uh, let's see. Or all percentile to see if you take any damage from punching metal. Alright, you're fine. Well, that was a fun little excursion. <laughs> Alright. Last chance. I'm going to take the plus two silver silver hammer from Jobert. Uh-huh. And give it a good whack. 17... You guys hear dung. <laughs> Your hands are kind of stinging a little bit. <laughs> but no yeah. dent. So what do you want to do? You want me to try to take my 20? I honestly think that we should take the 20 because I am very curious. Uh, and what if there's, yeah, I just, in my the back of my head. That was a good puzzle. What if there's presence in there? But it could be tetanus. It's just a note that says you lose. <laughs> <laughs> I owe you one heart <laughs> all right so you guys watch the you guys watch the door and i'll see what i can do okay what theme song is playing as you pick the lock because there has to be a montage theme song mission impossible i was going with mission impossible too we cut to cut to brood who knows you're here and he's just sitting there like tapping his yeah, he's actually peeking over into the open sky part, like, hurry up. <laughs> I don't have all day. Tapping a sundial impatiently. <laughs> <laughs> Accidentally knocks it over. <gasps> I just set it back up. All right, so you're taking your 20 and spending the time to open this chest? Lovingly. Okay. So There's eventually- a toad in there. <laughs> So eventually you get this chest open and you reveal the contents inside. 
which contain 50 pounds of silver dust. Damn. Uh, onyx gemstones worth 2,000 gold pieces. A scroll and a plain leather case and a note. All right, I'm detecting magic. The scroll is radiating magic. Nothing else is. Nothing else is. Uh, 22. Okay. This is a scroll of control undead. Ooh. Ah, I will take that. How does Cabal feel about that scroll? I like it a lot. Do you want to take it? I like that power. No, it's all you. Okay. And as you look at the note, you realize that it's not really a note, but more of a poem. Tracing of a middle finger. (laughs) That's actually a poem that reads... Oh, lovely. Upon the ashen pathways tread, softly as the whispered dead, as mortal flesh doth rot and fail, to leech and maggot ebbing frail. Unhallowed words cannot be spoken. With whispered oath, death lies broken. Shed fear, shed life, shed pain, shed time. Eternity seized shall soon be thine. First spirit torn from grave lady's grasp. Be rent and sown as soured ash. Soft the spiral song reverses. Judgment lost, damnation surges. Keeper of the damned soul, take. With Packlord's heart, the beast shall wake. And flesh be wrought in disarray. Stillborn cocoon to blessed decay. A hundred slain lie innocent. Grind bone and marrow to cement. Craft now a skull of splintered graves. Unmake life, unmake the slave. Where history churns, dream to blister. Necrophagia's secrets whisper. Through chronicles of raven's tongue, a legacy of fear unspun. Blood split atop the iron thorn, invokes that which cannot be born. Arise the tyrant now unbound, bearer of the carrion crown. Hmm. I don't like that poem. That was a small novel, okay? That was not just a poem. (laughs) Guys, I'm going to be honest. I feel like there's hints in here that we're too dumb to get, so... (laughs) Uh, Well, uh, this is just one more step towards the big bad. The biggest bad. The heart is definitely referencing the heart which we carry parts of. Right. Mm -hmm. Just saying. But there's a few things in there where I'm like, hmm... This seems like a clue of some sort, but I can't quite piece it together. All right. We'll uh, take the note. Um, All right, Treasure. We're going much... to pick up everything that's in the chest. We're going to leave the chest. We're not actually going to take it with us this time. No, it's too <laughs> heavy. It's made of metal. <laughs> Any of the vivisection tools or anything like that? Mm. I don't like the word vivisection. I mean, I don't think anybody likes the word vivisection. Except maybe conscious of gross, grossness. So, what is the plan now? So, I've... Okay. This is a little bit of metagaming. Because we can see into the room. Which isn't fair. Only because but, I'm too, too lazy to put the... <laughs> fog of war Fog up. of war on right now. Uh, but, 
we just got a scroll of control undead. So could we control Ooh. these guys to help fight? How many of them bad boys can you control at one time? That's a great question. Gotta look up the spell. And do we want to? Do we want to use them? Because I think that scroll might be useful for something else. See, that is a trap because that's how you end the game with all of your little supplies. You know what I mean? <laughs> yep. That's how I play every RPG ever. <laughs> Goddamn hoarder. That's why I have the t-shirt. That's the little guy running around holding all these magical items like, I might need this later. <laughs> yeah. All right. This spell enables you to control undead creatures for a short period of time. You command them by voice, and they understand you no matter what language you speak. Even if vocal communication is impossible, the controlled undead do not attack you. At the end of the spell, the subject reverts to their normal behavior. Intelligent undead creatures remember that you controlled them, and they may seek revenge after the spell's effects end. Um, it does not give me a duration. It does not give me a range. Uh, range is close. Uh, 25 feet plus 5 feet per 2 levels. It targets up to 2 hit die per level of undead creatures, no two of which can be more than 30 feet apart. Duration is 1 minute per level. They do get a will save to negate. Uh, and it's, so it's only a sorcerer, wizard, or necromancy spell. And I am none of those. So we can't even I, use this? You can try to use magic device on it but it's not on your spell list right it, it is not um i think because of the duration two minutes i don't think that it's worth it so i think you're mind. right because we go in there we get right up there he monologues for a minute and a half and then they just turn <laughs> off <us. laughs> he ain't stupid all right so let's let's get after it all right pitter patter let's get at her Okay, are these doors locked? <laughs> these doors are not locked. Of course they're not. Open those puppies. <laughs> Welcome to my... <laughs> Never mind. That's what they said <laughs> in the vivisection tent. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> oh. Alright, so you guys open the door, and inside this room, in the center of the tower, you've got the open sky above you. You also have eight skeletons. And we're rolling for initiative. Alright. So, ready for those? Carry the one. Six. Six. Chaubert. Eighteen. Eighteen. Cabal. Fifteen. Fifteen. Diego. Fifteen. Fifteen. I think we've ruled that Cabal has the higher initiative bonus. I believe so. I'm with five. All right. So, funnily enough, the skeletons go first. That's not funny. I mean, it's funny for me. It is if you're a skeleton. All right. One, two, three, uh, 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 <laughs> four. Yeah. All right. So, two skeletons move up to Schubert, two move up to, to Diego, and the four in the back of the room have bows and arrows. So, let's do the. One's attacking the front of the room first. So, attacking Chaubert. It's a natural one. Uh, but not a fumble, because that's a natural 20. Right, I like the way this is starting. <laughs> Second skeleton 
Uh, that's a 15 to hit. Uh, that'll be a miss. Okay, and against Diego, I don't know why I even roll. 11. It's a miss. And 4. It's a miss. Okay. And then... And then... No end <laughs> And the world stacked. Wait, Cabal, are you in the room? Nah. He's waiting outside. Cabal, Cabal bringing up the rear. As you... Cabal, not crazy. <laughs> <laughs> He's going to let y'all handle this. He's going to okay. be shooting arrows. <laughs> That's right. So the four others will be firing their arrows. Uh, two of them will go to Chabert. One will go to carry the one. One will go to Diego. So the first one going to Chabert. Natural 20. Confirm. Uh, 16, which I believe does not confirm. Nope. Okay, so just a hit, not a critical. So that is eight points of damage from an arrow. Okay. Uh, second skeleton attacking Chaubert. That's a nine. Uh, attacking carry the one. It's a nine. Nope. Attacking Diego. Uh, 17. No. Okay. So that's the skeleton's turns. At least I got a hit in with the skeleton. I think that's the first time that's happened. I've gotten more crits against me, I swear. <laughs> it's true. It's true. It's my dice don't <laughs> like you, apparently. <laughs> Man. Uh, well, it is Showbear's turn. All right. So he is going to swing at the guy in front of him. Um, and he is going just to use his uh, short sword so he can get the uh, his full attack bonus. Uh, that is a 23. That's a hit. That is going to be a... Seven points of damage. Okay. He's attacking the one at the... Like, uh, sorry, to the north of him. North? All right. He is still standing because you're just using the short sword. Oh, yeah. Dang. Uh, so I'm going to attack him again then. Okay. And... That is a... 16. Just enough to hit. Oh, perfect. And that is eight points of damage. And you kill that skeleton. <laughs> All right. Anything else from Chaubert? Uh, no. All right. Cabal. Okay. So Cabal is going to gonna put a blunt arrow in his longbow and shoot the skeleton by Chaubert. Okay. That is a twenty-five. Definitely a hit. Oh yeah. Okay. Ah. Or nine points of damage. Nine points of damage with a blunt arrow. It is dead. Um, I will use my feet of rapid shot for this second attack. Okay. So I'll attack the one that's right in front of Diego. That is a 21. 21 hits. Or seven points of damage. Okay. And that one's gone. My second arrow. That is a 16. 16 hits. Nice. Four. Oh, for three points of damage. That one's still standing. <laughs> All right. All right. Next up is Diego. Uh, Diego will hit the. Uh, well, first off, he's going to move five feet. Still be threatening the skeleton that's right beside him, and he will attack it with his arm strike. Okay. 18. That's a hit. 
for 14 points of damage. Uh, it's way dead. It had one hit point left. <laughs> <laughs> that one's basically become bone dust. Alright, anything else okay. from Diego? Uh, can I still use my movement just to get close so that they can't use their arrow? No, because you did the five-foot step that counts as your move. Okay. Alright. Carry the one. Carry the one is going to get up in this fray. So, right in here. Uh-huh. And I'm going to attack. I've got one in my north, one in my east, one in my southeast. Mm-hmm. I'm going to attack the southeast. Alrighty. With my hammer. This plus two Civil War hammer from from Dorothy. Uh, 28. That's it. Eight points of damage. That one's gone. And, and because, yeah, I moved and I attacked, so no more move. No more moves. All right. That brings us to the skeleton's turns. And this one's just going to five foot step over, so they'll... They will all drop their bows and oh no, draw their <laughs> scimitars. No, well, see that's a move action, so I get attack of opportunity on all of them. You didn't. Drawing a weapon does not provoke. But they will Are all they magic weapon. No, but little busted scimitars. It's a five. Nope. And a six. Uh huh. And a seven. Nine. Dang, for real? All in a row like that? Yep. <laughs> These guys are better at archery than. That's more impressive odds than if you had, <laughs> like, rolled a hit on either of those. <laughs> Five, six, seven. All right. Yeah. Well, if, if Jobert were standing there, it'd be like a 20, 20, 19. <laughs> 18, 19, 20. Yeah. Right. <laughs> uh, Jobert, it is your turn. All right, Chaubert is going to use his scout's charge to charge in and attack the one to be right beside Carrie. He's going to attack the one just to Carrie's north. Okay. And that is 17. That's a hit. Um, well, it's like 32 points of damage. <laughs> well, then it, it's dead. Because <laughs> even though it has damage reduction, that, that's going to bypass all that. <laughs> Use the scout's charge on one of those guys. I know. Alright, anything else from Chaubert? Uh, nope, that's all I can do. So no debilitating attacks or anything? <laughs> he can only apply it to the one that he attacked. <laughs> <laughs> Obliterated it. <laughs> uh, Cabal. Okay. Um, since the coast is clear, Cabal will step into the room now. And, uh... And shoot the uh, skeleton to Carrie's right. Okay. 21. That's a hit. For seven points of damage. That one's gone. All right. I'll let Diego do the honors. How nice of you. I know. Thoughtful guy. It's Diego's turn. Uh, Diego's going to move up to be beside Carrie, and he will attack the skeleton there. Okay. The lone bone. <laughs> the lone bone is going to get a 23. That's a hit. For eight points of bludgeoning damage. And you kill the last skeleton. 
And that wasn't so hard, was it? No. Well, Diego says, well, that should do it for now. Let's proceed on and finish this. Um, I'm going to change back to Renly and then quickly back to carry the one, you know, just to keep it going. Mm-hmm. And then we're going to go up the stairs. So um, Carrie is going to take the lead up the stairs. All right. Slowly. Slow. Uh, Diego will follow behind Carrie. And I'm sure Jobert will follow be- as well. And Cabal will take up the rear. Yeah, he will. <laughs> okay. So you make your way up the stairs into this next area of the the tower here is this is one of the only areas of the second story that is still standing and as you make your way into this room you see this ghoulish looking man and these dark robes standing in the room with this staff and two giant crawling hands on the floor and he turns to you and says I've been wondering when you would make it up here and we'll see you next week. Oh, come on. <laughs> he's got he's got pet things? Yep. <laughs>